0: You're listening to episode 59 of the Thrive Tribe 419 podcast, the host in the hot seat with guest Rose Hollow. My name is Matt Hollow. I am guest hosting the Thrive Tribe 419 podcast this week and I am here to introduce our guest, uh, Rose Hollow. She is a holistic health coach. Uh, she has a Master's of Digital and Social Media, Master of Business Administration in Digital and Social Media, and a Bachelor of Arts in Holistic Health. Um, and so she's going to be joining us here today, and we're going to be talking about what she's doing at our practice, Deep Roots Wellness, um, along with her other many duties, including being a program director, um, doing all of our social media, organizing, scheduling, um, and just being awesome in general. <laughs> Okay, Rose, welcome to the podcast.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: So, um, I know podcasts are a little different, so we're gonna we're gonna see how this goes and uh we'll see how you do today. So
1: <laughs> I don't know any of the questions that you're going to ask.
0: Okay. Well we'll start with an easy one. How are you thriving in the 419?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> What a day to ask that question. Let, yeah. let me just preface this with um, we have two kids that are prone to tantrums and dumping things like dumping water, like like a gallon of mm-hmm. dog water on the floor and gallons of water like on top of their plates at mealtime and dumping any kind of container of any small items like mm-hmm. on the floor to see what happens. Um. So, yeah.
0: So water helps you thrive.
1: <laughs> I'm just I'm just prefacing <laughs> how I'm thriving with um what what my <clears throat> struggles have been. Um I think the the thing that's really been helping me lately is to remember that uh life isn't perfect and I don't need to be perfect and things around the house don't need to be perfect because it's like it's reached an impossible level of like destructiveness and craziness around here just with our kids' behavior. Mm. (laughs) So um, that helps me thrive, I guess. At least it helps me survive. And then, (laughs) and then breathing. Um, When I remember to stop and breathe, it does help. Um, Not to say that sometimes I feel a little panicked when things are like crazy and out of control, but lately Just remembering to breathe, because I've noticed that um, when I hold my breath, it does kind of trigger my reptilian brain, Mm -hmm. and I get into that fight, flight, or freeze mode. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) You've seen it. Mm -hmm. So if I can remember to keep breathing, I think that's really the key. So that's how I keep thriving. So Um,
0: should I just tell you to keep breathing when you're (laughs) getting upset? Would that work?
1: We can try it. (laughs) All right. Excellent. All
0: right. Um, Okay. So, so Rose, tell me about holistic health coaching and also how is it different than counseling?
1: Okay. So holistic health coaching basically works with the mind, the body and the spirit, or some Mm -hmm. people call it the soul. It can incorporate um, financial stuff, um, social issues that you're having, family mm-hmm. issues, things like that. But when when you're talking about coaching, it's more of a um, teamwork, kind of a relationship rather than a therapist patient relationship. Okay. So basically, what I do is I try to always remember that I that my my client is the expert. I'm not the expert mm-hmm. as a coach. My client is the expert. Um I let my clients lead the session. Okay. Um and I think that's how it differentiates from what you do as a counselor is that you're in your role you're more of the expert and you're offering your expertise. And solutions where I'm, I might be offering um, tools or coping skills or offering um, different exercises to try to kind of open um, a dialogue or um, thinking about a possibility or the future. But um, I always try to ask my clients first. Um, I I have this tool. Do you feel okay with using it? Does this resonate with you? Does it feel right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I know you do that too. Um, I think the other difference is that uh, when you're doing counseling, you're looking a lot at um, the past. You know, like, Mm -hmm. tell me about your mother. Oh,
0: yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, I don't really do that as much i do I like to look at learning styles. I'm really intrigued by the way that people learn, and that helps me interact with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really also interested in learning about people's views on spirituality and um how the world works and things like that but i I try not to look backwards too much. I try to really stay grounded and in the present with people and really see them where they are right now. Um, If people want to look at the past, that's fine because it's client-led. But Mm -hmm. I really try to stay in the present with them um, and, and meet them where they are. And also, I really try to help people look at the future. Because if you're thinking about, and I'm not really athletic or into sports, but I know that a sports coach has a goal, and the goal is usually to win right. um, or to succeed in some way they're or not, to
0: they're not going into your childhood
1: right they right. want they want you to move forward and they want to give you the skills and the practice you need to reach that goal whatever it is and that's kind of what i'm doing too and that's why I, I try to imagine myself like either like equal with the person or maybe even slightly lower because I want to make sure that whatever we do in a session is productive and meaningful Mm -hmm. to that person. And also that, um, I'm empowering them to see that they're capable of doing this, you know, like they're in charge and they, they're the ones who are going to make the changes. And if they don't feel that, then the changes aren't going to happen. So that's kind of what coaching is. And I think it's kind of a (coughs) nice compliment to counseling in that way. It just takes it like a, a little step farther and then with the holistic aspect of it, and my background in holistic health, I just I have like so many things that I've studied and read and learned about over the years, and so much personal experience in um, different types of modalities and healings that I can offer people um, kind of a description about things and um, describe I guess describe or interpret. Um, different modalities that are out there for them and and help them understand and decide if going a certain direction might be right for them without having to diagnose or treat. But offering that information from the perspective of this research is here. Would you like to look at this or this book talks about this? And I really respect this author because of the work that they've put into this topic um, you know, they're respected in the scientific community. Or, um, you know, I have this friend who's an expert in yada yada. Would you consider talking to him or her about this? Because they can offer this uh, more in depth than I can. Um, or I can just offer my own personal experiences. But I always leave it at the discretion of the client. Because that's that's what it's about. Right? I won't, it's all about empowerment.
0: Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense.
1: Um, I wanted to let you know about some kind of holistic-minded, crunchy, um, hippie, happy, peace-loving, nature-loving, um, all that kind of stuff, events that are happening in Northwest Ohio. Um, the first one that I think you should know about if you don't already... Is our big holistic health fair that's happening on May 18th, and this event is sponsored by our podcast and organized by myself and a couple other helpers, and um, it is co-hosted by St. John United Church of Christ Healing Ministry, and um, that is where the fair is taking place in Defiance. It's the church on the Defiance College campus. The Um, address is 950 Webster Street. And what's happening that day is we're going to start out at 9 o'clock with a Yoga for Everybody class hosted by Renee Zimmerman. And she's going to take all of the students through a, um, or attendees, through a yoga class that's going to be um, very straightforward and simple and adaptable to any body type or special need that you have. She's going to kind of go at the pace of the class and work with you in whatever way that you need. So this is a great way, if you haven't been doing yoga for a while and you want to get back into it, this is a great opportunity to kind of get your feet wet again. If you've never tried yoga, it's a great time to just kind of give it a try. So if you'd like to come to that, you want to show up at 9 o'clock, and the price is $10 per person, and um, $5 for students uh, 10 and under, and not only does that admission get you into the yoga class at 9, but it also gets you into the big holistic health fair at 10 o'clock that's happening in the same building. Um, So that includes the yoga class and admission. And during the day from 10 to two o'clock, we're having several speakers come in The first is Dr. Watts. She's a naturopathic doctor, and she's going to be talking about naturopathic allergy support, and her presentation starts at 1015. All of our presentations are free to attend with admission. Um, Just a general admission, if you're not going to take the yoga class, is $5, and kids 10 and under are free. So you definitely want to come and listen to Dr. Watts because she's amazing. Um, She has a huge following in Northwest Ohio because she's just Um, very knowledgeable, very kind, caring, compassionate person, and um, is really good at kind of being a health detective. So show up for that at 10.15. You will not be disappointed. At 11 o'clock, Pastor Jim Braylor from the church where this event is being hosted is talking about holistic spirituality and connecting mind, body, and spirit. At noon, my husband Matt is doing a presentation it's actually kind of a mini workshop called EFT Tapping for Kids and he's going to be working with caregivers and kids in the room on um, learning the basics of EFT tapping and how to apply that to different um, things that might be cropping up in your life and um, I know he's he's really good at answering questions and things like that. At 12.45 Dr. Jennifer Flaghar from Flag Med in Perrysburg is going to be visiting us to talk about sleep tips and tricks. And her presentation is called Sleeping Beauty, Sleep Tips and Tricks. And um, I think she's a great person to present this topic because she is um, not only a doctor and a business owner by daytime, but she also works uh, some night shifts in the emergency room and um, she is expecting a baby, and (laughs) she has a very full life, and sometimes her sleep cycle isn't, um, I guess, what she would call ideal, and she has learned how to um, improve her sleep when she can get it, so she lives a very real life, and um, I kind of like her approach um, to looking at things the way they are and, and trying to make things work for, for the person um, and, you know, um, dealing with circadian rhythms and all of that. So that will be at 1245. At one Dr. Karen Like, our favorite um, GAPS practitioner and certified um, nutritionist, is going to be presenting My Microbes Made Me Do It. And this is sort of the second part of her presentation from last year, and she's going to be talking about gut health and the microbiome. So all of those presentations are completely free with a $5 cover charge to come into the fair. I hope that you consider coming because it's like uh, five great podcasts In one day, except that they're in person and you can ask questions to the people who are presenting. So it's even better. Um, Other than that, if you just want to come and walk around, we have um, a lot of booths that are going to be set up with people offering holistic services and products from all around Northwest Ohio. Um, the room is going to be full of people with all kinds of really great specialized knowledge. So this is a great time to walk around and pick people's brains for free and see what they have to offer. And if you're thinking about hiring a, uh, a specialist in some area, this is a great time to come and talk to people and see what they're offering, see what resonates with you, um, ask about payment options. You know, do you take insurance? What? How do I pay you? How does this work? what services do you offer, what do you not offer, is this service for me, why or why not, you have the the opportunity to, to drill all these people on what they do and um, what might be a good fit for you. So I really encourage you to do that if you're looking for something a little bit different. The other thing I want to mention about this fair is that we have a healing room this year, and I don't want that to be overlooked because there will be four amazing practitioners in our healing room and they're going to be doing herbology, therapeutic touch, um, a pain-relieving physical therapy massage combo, and access bars. So please make sure that you look for the Healing Room table and sign up for one of their sessions. and. Um, have a chance to um, rejuvenate yourself and do a little self-care that day as well. So that's what we have planned for the Holistic Health Fair. I know this was a little long-winded, but I wanted you all to to know how much information and opportunity is available at this fair for such a low price. The reason we're doing this is because we want to make complementary and alternative medicine, holistic health, integrative medicine, all those good things available to all of us here in Northwest Ohio.
0: Do you, do you ever kind of get a sense like, like, do you, do you feel like, oh, sometimes I want to just like say like, you need to do this or like, this is, you know, I, you should really look at this. Like how, is it hard to keep yourself from, you know, wanting to advise them on things? Yes. (laughs)
1: Um, It is. Uh, I think it's because I've been through a lot myself and Mm -hmm. I've tried a lot of things, but I I do try to remember that just because something worked for me doesn't mean that it's going to work for somebody else. Um, And I really, I try really, really hard not to let my ego get in the way. Um, But it does. I mean, I'm human. Um, but as far as like, um, suggestions, yes, I can do that. Because when I see that somebody is really, um, wanting that information from you, from me, I will offer it. Um, you know, if they bring something up, like, um, the other day, someone said that, that they had a reaction to a vitamin that they were taking. And they noticed that every time they took this one specific vitamin, they had this reaction and she seemed kind of upset about it. And because I've had the same experience and already done the research, I said, this, this could be related to such and such condition. Um, I would suggest you go to your doctor and ask for these blood tests. Mm-hmm. That takes me out of the role of diagnosing and treating, but it does give them the opportunity to zone in on the problem with their general practitioner in a constructive way. Um, right. Hopefully, you know, avoiding wasting any more time and money trying to figure out what the problem is, um, just because I, I know specifically what which blood tests could be helpful or offer helpful information to get to the root of the problem. So,
0: right.
1: you know, when somebody brings up something like that, I will, and they seem like they want some direction, I will offer that. But otherwise, I try not to... Um, just tell people what to do. Right. Um I do suggest exercises during our um sessions, but that's, you know, that's those are just suggestions. If somebody doesn't feel like it's working for them or they don't want to do it, then that's it. I drop it and I move on because Right. That's that's what I would want my coach to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah.
0: So you have You've had a number of of careers and different jobs um, yes. over your life, and so how have your past careers informed what you do now, or how how does that help you with your coaching?
1: Mm, that's a good question. Well, I I guess I was like a a typical coach coach at one time. I know I said I wasn't athletic, but um, I was in the performing arts. long time ago um, and I taught uh, baton twirling and color guard for a few years and um, I was I was pretty I was a young young adult then and that was really a great learning experience for me Um, it just taught me how to be a leader and not be like a drill sergeant because teenage girls don't really respond very well to um, somebody who thinks that they're like an authority figure, mm-hmm. they will rebel. <laughs> so,
0: Because you had some of those experiences yourself, right?
1: Yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> so um, I had to learn how to motivate and um, find the nuances in working with people who could be very challenging Um I also did some interior design work um, during that same time, and um, that was also interesting because I was working with a very affluent um, community, I guess, of people. So that it was like a community of people who thought they knew what they wanted, but when it came down to it, they didn't. So I had to work with them in a way that... um, helped them feel secure in the choices that they were making, but also very um, conscientiously suggesting things, if if you will.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So there was a balance. So I think that helped with that skill. Um, and then moving into um, a later career working in the animal rescue field is really when I got into... Uh, the holistic natural healing part of things because my health was a mess and I was working with animals whose health was a mess.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think maybe sometimes it's easier to try things on other people and see the results before you're willing to try them on yourself. Or dogs, yeah. <laughs> or dogs or cats. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really something that was born out of necessity because we were a uh, low-budget um, animal rescue organization with high veterinary bills. Um, so I really had to learn and, and take advice from people who knew better than me, even though I went to school for, for veterinary medicine, um, like the technician level. Um, I, I had to do my research and I really had to, um, learn natural and complementary, affordable ways to, rehabilitate dogs and cats who were traumatized and, um, you know, had been near death with with health issues, mm-hmm. um, when I saw how well that worked for them, I started to consider things for myself. And that was the first time that I ever took a vitamin in my life, I think. Well, maybe since I was, like, a little kid. Like, that's the first time I bought vitamins and started taking them, when I saw the results of giving um, supplements to animals. Um, wow. So, that's pretty cool. yeah, and then, um, you know, I've talked before about my vaccine injury. Um, so I had that since I was a teenager, I'd always struggled with my health. And then, um, when you and I first met, I had that Epstein Barr virus issue that kept coming back. And, um, I think that's when I really upped my game. And because I was barely functioning for months because I was so sick I had time to really sit and dive into um, medical um, journals and um, discussion groups and contact people and um, I hate to use the word doctor shop but you know you go from one doctor to the next and Might get a little bit of help, but mostly not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it was like a cumulative experience. um, And then trying um, lifestyle changes, you know, um, getting into yoga, um, changing my nutrition, um, cutting out the vegetarian stuff, which um, really helped, um, even though I was concerned about the ethical side of it. So those are all... I guess being sick for me was a job at one point.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so kind of beyond just the career aspect that it also came into your your personal life and
1: Yeah, you know, I mean I was you a didn't full-time really have a choice. <laughs> Yeah, I was a full-time sick person at, for almost a year after we got married and mm-hmm. it was miserable. Um, but It really allowed me the opportunity to take the time that a a lot of people don't ever get to um, research this stuff. And what I've learned and what I've experienced, I feel like I can't keep it a secret. I know other people don't have the time and the ability to go to the lengths that I've gone to with it. So I feel like I have to share it, and then becoming a parent is also a job.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So
1: <laughs> circled back around to the beginning again. How am I yes. thriving in the four one nine? But I mean, our daughter, our our eldest daughter, was born with some challenges. Um, they weren't apparent to everybody, but they were definitely apparent to me because I was with her. All the time, um, and that just increased my desire to find answers because I I'm not the kind of person I, I've been through a lot of hard times in my life, but I am not the kind of person that gives up. Um, I don't resign to well, this is just the way it's going to be. When I hear that other people have healed their chronic conditions, their autoimmune conditions, their um, mental health conditions. I pursue it. Right. <laughs> I just because we I know it's possible. Yeah, and I feel like um sometimes I'm misunderstood and I have been in the last few days as well be, been misunderstood by comments that I've made on social media or to different people. Um and and I've noticed that people think that I'm like like I'm perfect and I live this perfect like natural life and I do everything 100%. But that's just not true. Um, I, I'm not perfect. I, and I'll be the first person to admit that. I, you know, I realize that the impression that I might give through this podcast or through social media or through the work that I do maybe implies that I live this like super 100% clean life all the time. I don't make any exceptions. I, you
0: hover on a cloud in your spare time.
1: Yeah, and I totally don't. Like, I, I have bad days. I have bad months. <laughs> um, we don't eat perfectly clean all the time. It's impossible. It's impossible to, to maintain a job, to host a podcast, to be a homeschooling mom, um, and to shop and cook all clean meals all the time. Um, or to know exactly the right thing to do. Or to use all the tools in my toolbox it's impossible. Um it's just not realistic and I I don't expect myself to to perform to to some um superhuman level and I don't expect anybody else to either. Like this is this is just life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like the what we all really need to do if we're going to do anything is is just kind of live from a place of love and acceptance for each other. And that includes letting people make the choices that they make. So I don't want people to assume that what I'm doing or that what we're doing in our business is just for a certain type of people who like live these um, super crunchy you know, natural lives and that they do everything perfectly and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. That's just not the way it works. I mean, I started out a, a hot mess myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know oh yeah it's just it's a journey and i've made my own choices and i i am facing my own consequences for some choices that i've made um you know it's not really fair for for me or anybody to judge that so
0: right okay thank you for that um, <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> i was so so my last question that i had was how do you how do you use intuition to help your clients?
1: Oh, that's a good one. I'm glad that you asked that because I really love doing that. Um, I I do use intuition. Um, I don't use like a crystal ball and try to predict your future or anything like that. Um, I think everyone has intuition. I, I know everybody has intuition. Um, it's something that... There are certain aspects of science that are able to now measure and qualify intuitive abilities in human beings. Um, When humans first started out, we relied on our intuition more than any other sense. Because that's how we survived, Mm. you know... um, before we had language, before we understood that we were separate from other people, before we understood that we were separate from nature. Um, and I'm not saying that we are separate from other people or nature, but this is before like the, the way of thinking and knowing changed.
0: Right.
1: That That's how we survived. We used our intuition. We used all of our senses and our sixth sense to stay alive and to reproduce and... Feed ourselves and you know all of those basic needs. So I think um, there are people these days who are more sensitive to that input than others, um, but everybody has the ability to do that, and sometimes it comes with practice. So that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I just use my all of my senses when I'm with somebody. I check in with myself to see how am I feeling right now while they're in the room how you know where where am I feeling it in my body? Do I feel hot or cold? Do I feel stress anywhere um, and I could relay that to people or I could keep it to myself, but you know you you know when the time is right. but yeah. I've noticed when I use my intuition with people and I say you know i'm I'm seeing this image of. A light bulb and I don't know what it is does this have meaning to you a lot of times people will be like yes oh my gosh I can't believe you said that this is blah 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 this just happened you know it was like a very big meaningful thing I don't know where it comes from I I don't I don't know that it's really my job to know where it comes from but it Mm -hmm. comes to me okay um and then sometimes like the smell like there will be smells but a lot of times for me it's imagery um sometimes it's certain words um colors things mm-hmm. like that um and i've found that when i when i do share those with people if i feel it's an appropriate time um 9 times out of 10 they resonate very strongly with what mm-hmm. i'm saying um
0: and do you encourage your clients to use their own intuition
1: yeah absolutely um During a session, I think that's really important um, to focus, you know, to to slow down, especially if people are upset or something, like just to slow down and breathe and check in with how you're feeling. Um, And I like to ask a lot of questions and and let people kind of answer for themselves because the other thing that I do when I'm doing specifically like an intuitive reading I always ask the person who has the question to focus on the question with me and to ask the question with me. So we we breathe, we kind of focus. Um, some people pray, some people meditate, but I tell them to hold, hold the question that they want an answer to in their mind and um, just sit and breathe with it for about a minute or so. And then... I share what I've, the information that I've received and I ask them to share their information too. Because I think, you know, if we all have this ability, two heads are better than one, right? Right. Like
0: it it, just enhances
1: the information. It it gives us a, a broader picture of what's going on.
0: And then they can start to trust in their intuition and kind of cultivate that a little bit, a little bit more
1: yeah exactly and and the great thing about all this energy stuff and spirituality stuff is that like when you're intuiting and you're asking a question our our mental state wants us to answer the question. you know, mm-hmm. will I make a hundred dollars tomorrow? Well, my question for you would be. Do you intend to make a hundred dollars tomorrow? You know, it's not like there's no finite answer in using intuition. It's more of a reading about where you are right now and where are you in your ability to manifest what you want Mm -hmm. and where are kind of, how are the energies appearing right now? That can change. That can change depending on, My energy, you know, when I'm working with a person or the person's energy. So um, and, you know, as soon as they walk out, that energy could shift again. So it's really just taking a reading of where we are right now, what what we're leaning towards right now, rather than. Mm Looking in the crystal ball and seeing that, oh, I see how you're going to die, and it's going to be on oh, this man. date, and it's right. going to happen this way. I can't do that. Right. And I really don't want to do that because I feel like there's so much control that we have over our lives, and we have so many choices, and, and we can choose what we want. We can, we can take a reading on what the possibilities are, but we have the ability to choose what we want.
0: Right. So how can people get a hold of you for um, holistic health coaching?
1: They can call Deep Roots Wellness at 419 239 or they can contact us through the website, deeprootswellness.net. Um, they can email deeprootshelp at gmail.com. Okay. I think that's it. Or you can stop by Deep Roots Wellness on a Wednesday afternoon and I'm usually there.
0: Awesome. Well thank you, Rose, for being an amazing guest. And <laughs> you're uh welcome. thank you for sharing more about yourself and your and your journey in life.
1: Oh, well, thanks for having me, Matt.
0: <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. Come back anytime. <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening to the Thrive Tribe 419 podcast. Do you know someone who could benefit from the information you just heard? Share the love by sharing this episode. Want to connect online? Check out thrivetribe419.com to leave a review or check out more episodes. You can also join the conversation by searching for Thrive Tribe 419 on Facebook or Instagram. See you next time. Keep thriving.